Hey you, yes you. Welcome to Paint a Gray Anime, a show in which we, two random high school students of different gender identities, discuss how ethics is explored in anime. And this is the second part of our take on the ethics in AOT or Attack on Titan. I'm Rafe. I'm Reese. So you know how we said we'd be breaking it down season by season? We're not doing that, right, partner? Yeah, we just straight up lied about that fact, but it's fine because this is going to be a fun episode anyhow. So um, essentially what we're going to be doing is we're going to be tackling the rest of the series. So this episode will include uh, spoilers for Attack on Titan seasons two through four because we're going to be talking about season four. Yeah, we could talk about the ending. I know what happens in the end. Do you, you don't know, do you, though? I do not. I need to read the manga. So I'm not going to spoil it for him. So after um, combing through the series and examining the plot and the characters and just the story in general, I came up with a list of some ethical issues that the series poses. Now, the first of these is the idea of survivor's guilt, um, soldiers coming back from war, having done terrible things and having to live with that guilt or having to live with the guilt that they survived and one of their comrades or somebody else didn't. That's a pretty common real-world issue, so that was something I highlighted. Um, second is propaganda and slander. Um, we're going to elaborate more on these later, obviously. Um, the third is international conflict, wars between nations, conflicts between nations, um, racism, more specifically racism in the sense of um, it's more bloodline. Towards, uh, par- yeah, the people of parodies. A lot of bloodlines, uh, especially towards the Eldians, uh, a lot of racism. Next is the demonization of other peoples um, and cultures. Sixth is genocide. Um, and the seventh is the oppression of other people. That's what I have. Uh, do you have anything else? Uh, I think you touched on most, most of them. I think also uh, human weaponry, because I use some titans. Um. It's human rep- weaponry. Um. But before we get into discussing all the ethical issues and ideas, we're going to talk about plot. So this is the point in time in which you want to hop off this train if you have not watched or read Attack on Titan past season one or anything at all because it's a really good show. Um, You should definitely watch it. And if you haven't, I don't know why you're here, but here's the time for you to uh, hop off if you're pause it no no don't don't hop off pause it and come back because we want you to listen very desperately yes please listen or unless you don't care about the show enough and just want to hear commentary which is fine as well i'm good with that i mean i do that too so exactly all right so let's hop right into the plot yeah all right so we know at the end of season one that uh aaron figured out that he could turn into a titan we know that the female titan was indeed uh annie and we figured out that there's some like weird moral issues there. So season two starts off in that kind of vein. They're trying to figure out how to patch a hole in the wall and uh, do stuff like that. That's pretty cool. Uh, and we also found out that the walls are actually made of titans. So that's something that's really interesting. A heck ton mm-hmm. of titans, yeah. A lot of titans. So getting into actual the actual meat of season two, um, in the very beginning, we are we are blessed with. Finding out more, we know our, our main characters are investigating, looking into the wall and why it is made up of titans exactly, but we do not know until later on, but we do know that it is made out of titans. Uh, season 2 also, I think, starts off showing more of the uh, 
other other side of the team, the other side of the story, some of the uh, the Marleyans, that it shows them more more of what they're doing. They're, it just shows off more of their story, like Reiner or Bertolds. I don't know how to say his name. Uh, we see more from them because they are kind of more prevalent. They're revealed as being titans. Yeah. They're, we, we get to see them in trees and whatnot. But yeah, in any case, so one of the biggest things about season in my mind. two that it reveals is that Rainer, Bertolt, and Ymir are titans. We did not know that before, but things start to make more sense as we reveal that they are actually traitors and that they and they have they were working with Annie the whole time, the female titan. Um, and so yet yeah, another person has revealed their true colors and. Yes, that is that's the biggest thing I feel about season two. That's like the shock. It has the best shock factor. I feel like Attack on Titan when it does really well is it has really good twists. Because but it also has like if you go back you can see all the um, you can see all the pieces were there. You just didn't notice them until now. It's good at staging its plot twists and it's uh, yeah, it plans them out well. Mm -hmm. I think season two was a big part of the turning point. It it gets really into the meat of it in season three, but season two was uh I I I don't know what to say other than it's like it's like the match that lit the fire. It started off what would happen later. It laid the groundwork for the the, the way that the story would um go move on. So it was definitely really excellent. Whereas like season one laid the groundwork for like the whole thing as a whole. You're right, like um Season two was the match with the fire. It's responsible for um the it 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 was the first of like I don't. It just it started it built. Like it was where like it's like if you compared Attack on Titan to a roller coaster, if you compared Attack on Titan to a roller coaster, this is the the first like big um hill, the first big drop, um and it like it like, it sets the it sets the tone. I feel like it's either that or as season one would be like getting on the roller coaster and starting to leave the like the little step in place where you get on. I feel like this is or season two is about you're starting to climb that hill. That's the start of the hill. Season three is almost the top and season four, uh, the first half at least, is I think the top. That's where it starts to go down because uh, all the chaos. Well, I would say that um, like the second half of season two, I would argue I disagree with you actually. I think the season um season 1 is like the like the is where it starts, you know, like the first climbing up the first hill. Um but I think that season 2 like in the reveal that Annie and, sorry that Rainer Bertolt and Rainer Bertolt those are the tra they're the traitors. I think that's the first big drop rather than um I feel that way because in the sense of like that's the like it's one of the best reveals in the show. I mean, the reveal that Titans are actually humans, that's something that's really big, that's really important. Um, but that's not, it didn't, like, that wasn't that surprising to me. Like, I feel like I was a lot more surprised. Right, they kind of look like them anyhow. Uh, you know, and admittedly, one of the things, the complaints I've had about, um, like, Annie and, like, that twist her being a twist fill in that reveal is it was really, it was obviously Annie because appearance. There's no other character who looked like that. Yeah, 
the female Titan looked way too similar to. Yeah, and I mean, you can tell like now that we know that Rainer it was is the armored Titan, and that Berthold was the um colossal, colossal Titan. Like now, I can see that the resemblance is separated enough, separated enough, where it's like it's less obvious. And so I'm, I'm, I wasn't at all s- expecting that. So that's why I feel like it was the first like really, it had the first big impact. But also, you know. Usually roller coasters, like at least really good ones, the first hurdle, the first hill, isn't the best hill. It isn't the sharpest one. It, it's what like it's what sets the tone, but it isn't the biggest. But it's it's it really important. A-O. Yeah, that's why I feel that way. Well, that makes sense. All right, so that's that's a yeah. pretty quick summary of season. We don't need to really go by season by season. We can just jump around because, you know. We're free. We're we're free range. Yeah. Well, now we I mean, I already said that Titans were humans. Yeah, that's something that happens. That does not yeah. get revealed till season three. I think season three. Yeah. Oh, also talking about that, uh, human sacrifice. Oh my gosh. I almost completely forgot that because well, we already know that Titan powers are transferred through uh, eating the people with the powers previously, with. Uh, if you didn't know that, you should watch the show. Mm-hmm. But uh, but they're transferred through eating people. And in season three, we can see that clearly happened because Aaron has the founding Titan powers, and they're trying to, you know, like feed him to the queen or yeah. the future queen, so he can, so she can get the founding Titan yeah. powers. Feed him to Historia. That didn't happen though. Yes, it did not happen, and that's human sacrifice. Sacrificing people, um in like getting strength from eating somebody else like that's an idea i've heard in other um things like i feel like the idea of like if you eat another human you get their strength like that's an idea that it's kind of common i feel like me not super common but i've heard it before yeah it's been around for a bit i don't know how that works it's like oh yeah if i eat a cow i get the strength of a cow heck yeah i mean no i mean a horse i mean it goes into the like well the idea is like you are what you eat. Right. I'm a lot of chips then. <laughs> you get your chips. If, if you're that, I'm, I'm a jar of peanut butter then because I eat way too much peanut butter. That's fair. But it goes in, plays into the idea that um, people are, you know, like, because you, if so, Titan shifters to inherit a power, to inherit a Titan, um, you have to eat the previous um, user, the previous holder of the Titan. But you can't so essentially you're you're eating the titan you're taking that power away from them but most titan shifters they're not good people because they had to eat at least one other person so they're always murderers right um well i mean aaron, aaron didn't really even know he did though because his father well, i know but he's him. still it's, he's still a murderer because he ate his oh, father yeah, no. that doesn't change the fact well, i mean also they just they just killed people later anyhow because yeah uh, so the... it's like essentially titan shifters are inherently people in the sense of like that how most more like more most cultures consider people who have killed somebody else they're just bad that's why murderers are so murdering somebody's super taboo um, and that that brings in a really interesting point of one of the huge characters in season three uh kenny who was uh previously a murderer but made it in his way into the police he's but, still uh, a murderer he's still a murderer but he's somehow put in the head seat of their police or at least their like assassination yeah, it also it, it, it that's it's kind of a term 
it shows how um, corrupted the government is in um, the inside the walls, and so in Paradise and also in Marley, because if you think about the Marleyan warriors, they're 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 they are oppressed people who are told that the people that their people are evil. They're devils. They're called Paradise devils. Um, that they're evil, inherently evil and bad. And this, so the, the government demonizes um, people of Paradise and other, other, everybody essentially demonizes the people of Paradise. And they turn their own people against them yeah. and then make them believe that they're inherently bad, they're inherently wrong, and they deserve to be, like, slaughtered, crushed. Right, punished for past mm. people's deeds. Even though they technically they haven't done anything wrong. Right, and I think that's actually really interesting because they mentioned it in um, uh, later on in season four when talking about military drafts. They said that there's not actually many drafted Marleans other than commanding officers and such, because uh, they mentioned getting Marleans back in the draft towards the end of that or towards the start of that season, which means that that their military is completely Eldians that they've just forced into war, which kind of yeah. makes sense. It reminds me a lot of uh, what the Russian army did, which is just uh, power by volume of person, which they just threw a lot of people at the opposing forces. And yeah, I think that's what uh, that the Marleans are doing to the Eldians. And if you think about it, the um, American Revolution, um, the revolution, they did that too. They had... Um, enslaved people they drafted them promising them that they'd be free but they never did free them the um british army the british did but only out of a sense of like i need to do this because i said i would right um that is it's crazy how corrupt really both governments are uh we can see because they're they're very it's very interesting because even in marley's society you can see how corrupt they are. They they call all Eldians devils and whatnot, but uh, the family of the Warhammer Titan, and although they were heroes, but because they did one good deed, they've been basically completely exempt from being recognized as a around the same level as the rest of the Eldians. Yeah, well, they call them honorary Marley Marleyans. Um, they do that same with the warriors. If you become a if you become a Titan shifter, you're, you become an honorary Marleyan with the armband, which are really reminiscent of. Um, the Star of David on um, people who were um, interned in, you know, the concentration camps during right, World War II. Me a lot of like, yeah, and I think that's what they're trying to mimic there or try to trying to touch on. Mm, well, I mean, the similarities are eerie because also if you think about it, the, because Ymir, the original Ymir, Fritz, she was a religious. She's like, she she made a deal with a devil. Um, and that's kind of like in the way that before Marley, because you know Marley was mistreated before, because like when the war in the Titan Wars, and with like, because obviously the the original like the Paradis people Paradis, um, the Eldians they they were horrible. They 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 tortured. They treated the Marleyans really horribly, and that's not okay. And in the, the like, nobody's saying that's okay, um, and that it wasn't okay. But then the people of Marley turned around and they started um, to do the exact same thing to the people of Paradise and the Eldians. Um, but really, if you think about it, it's religious too because they call them devils. 
And if you think about it, Ymir, she was a religious figurehead because she was, she was the, she was, she started a whole new religion. And like, if you think about it, the way that Ymir, our Ymir, um, she was, that her whole storyline, she was raised to believe that she was, she was treated like, like the re- like reincarnation of Ymir. She ended up getting killed, turned into a titan, and then thrown onto the island. That, yeah, but that was, that's, that's religious. It's a parallel to like how um, kind of culty right. religions are and how um, like really it's kind of, it's definitely paralleling um, the way that Jewish people were treated um, in World War II. I mean, even with like the fashion and like the war itself is just really similar to World War Two. Yeah, and I think I think that's what they were trying to um, that that's what they're trying to show that it's a very it's a very similar world. I think Attack on Titan does a very good job at uh, touching on all all the world issues. It it does a very good job at like pinpointing huge ethical issues and incorporating them into the story. And it touches a lot on World War II because that was a huge ethical and moral issue. It was a huge, it was a crazy thing. And I think that's why it does, it, so many points of it are similar to uh, the story of World War II and the Holocaust. And that's because yeah, the Holocaust. it's great at touching on those because they're so messed up. Yeah. And it does it in such a subtle way. It does, yeah, because it's it's doing it without expressly telling you that it's the yeah that it's World War Two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's interesting as well. If we touch on World War Two and kind of the Nazi politics, you can think of the uh, like like Kenny's group almost as the SS or the Gestapo. Yeah, because uh, they just kind of appear and kill people who aren't wanted, and that's also kind of crazy. Yeah, and I mean, if you think about it, also. Like, another thing that it highlights is how, um, like, going back to what I said earlier, the idea of, like, is, um, like, Marley retaliating against Paradise for, um, the way that they were treated. Is that retaliation justified? And then is Aaron's retaliation justified after that? It's, like, never-ending cycle because, yes, Paradise started it. Right, like, at what point is it no longer justified to try to get revenge or get back at what happened at what point is too far in which you've pushed yourself further than revenge should be taken yeah and i mean if you think about it like one of the things i really appreciate about attack on titan's ending and we're going there um i'm not going to say explicitly what happens but um like what it does do is it the ending is very satisfying in the fact that it doesn't actually give you an answer to that because really there isn't an answer you're, yes, um, like, like hurting somebody, like in self-defense, that's one thing. But if you then retaliate, you continue to do that to them. That's wrong. So any sort of harming of other people is inherently wrong, and it makes you like a bad person. But the way that like governments treat it, it's like you're a hero for hurting somebody else, and that's another parallel to like how like war heroes in the real world are treated because like all these people like if we're talking about the u.s the american um army um the u.s army like they're going to afghanistan and to all these places and they're harming other people they're hurting they're, they're shooting other people they're killing other people but it's okay because it's the other side it's not us so it's like harming 
the idea of like harming anybody that's not us and like that's kind of a form of narcissism in a way like viewing yourself as the exception to everything like so governments are kind of narcissistic in a way and i feel like that really translates well yeah and i think especially the u.s does that a ton like in places like uh, like iraq and afghanistan we're not even completely needed there we just kind of or the u.s just kind of showed up and decided to do that which is crazy first of all well yeah and also i mean like in a way like yes like we're interfering and we're trying to help like air quotes help yeah. um but really, it's not, like, and we haven't even declared official war, so that's another thing, but, like, I don't really want to get too political in that I, in that area, um, because I, I, personally, I don't like, I think war's bad. I agree. Um, I'm anti-war. Um, like what I was saying earlier, it's kind of a form of narcissism. And we, like, we frown upon narcissism, and it also, like, what it does is, like, Paradise, like the government within the walls, it's also very narcissistic too, in a way, because if you think about it, if we're talking about the Reese's and like the real royal family, um, they're they're like the the founding titan give, makes them passive, so they don't want to help with the walls. They're not even violent. No, they're not even violent, and that's kind of like, and they view themselves as like God. That's extremely narcissistic. They're not God. They're just, they're people. And they have, and that's no, something some like people. the Aaron like comes to face with. Like he realizes he's not special. He's just a person who happens to have given the founding Titan and the attack Titan. Like there's no fate in it at all. And he's just, that's. Right. There have been, there have been many before him. He's yeah. not unique in the fact that he has. Yeah, so there's the nothing Titan. special about him. But people view when people view themselves as the exception, and they they, they remove themselves like the Reeses did, then it becomes a pro an issue of like they view themselves as like maybe I don't know if like the Reeses like specifically the founding Titan because they definitely feel like Rod Reese and the other Reeses. This is probably the, I feel like they are definitely narcissistic, the way they behave. But like if it's not something that I think it's inherent about the founding Titan, but I think it's kind it can be said that they view themselves as like we can't get involved in this and so they just, they just let things happen and right. like it's the way things are supposed to be um like even if you're the founding titan and decide not to fight like if you have the inherited founding titan ideals you don't have to fight but you could at least be better at trying to maintain mm -hmm. and also just like it's kind of it's selfish to not do anything with that power and i feel like that's one of the reasons historia is such a good character because she recognizes that if she did get the titan she wouldn't be able to help people even though that that would like that would make her stronger yes physically stronger and right. give her power but would it really because they don't they don't use it even if they usually have the physical power i don't think i mean frida reese used it against grisha jaeger oh that um, is true so we do have seen have seen them fight um so it's not like she can't. They they just don't do anything to like, like deal with the like the larger issue. But they definitely they do it. Um, they don't do it. Um, but they can. And so like she, Historia recognizes that if she does have that power, then she won't be able to like she can't do anything with it. And so she's better off helping people and like ensuring that she can help people by not taking the power. So it really has nothing to do with Aaron at all, and more to do with. The fact that um, she's not selfish.
and that she's she's breaking the tradition that most Reese's have followed and being selfish and it's also like part of like how they um like they decided to start killing off Ackermans because they disagreed with what they were doing um that's that's selfish like to protect themselves and even like having putting a fake king on the throne that's selfish well, they're doing the same thing, and yes, I agree with you, it is selfish, but they're doing the same thing Marley is, right? Because Marley is, they don't like the Eldians, they're just going to kill them off. So even the people of Paradise, who are technically Eldians, are literally killing off uh, what, what are technically also just like, they're doing the same thing Marley's doing. They're also killing off people they don't like. They're, doing, mm -hmm. they're just like a mini Marley, basically. Marley. Oh. Well, I wouldn't say they're a mini Marley, because in the grand team of things... The amount of people they have killed is a lot less, but they're definitely both corrupt. They're both corrupt governments, and they're both awful. They're very good symbols of uh, messed yeah. up. Yes. Also, the what what Marley is doing, the actual war crimes of what war they were having before the Eldians, because they are trying to do basically total global domination, aren't they? Yeah, they're fighting because of like how weak Paradis is. They've turned their um, military and the, the um, bulk of their military to other nations. Um, yeah, and they're, they're attempting global domination, which is horrible. It's, again, it touches back to the fact that uh, Attack on Titan is very much like World War II, where it has very similar themes. They're, they're using militaries. They're trying to dominate a lot of stuff. They are basically Germany in that war. Yes. Uh, which, which is pretty crazy, i got to say. It is... Also, I think interesting the fact of um, touching way back on human uh, human sacrifice. The fact that uh, shoot the they they use titans as weapons. Like they were already kind of kind of using the shifters as weapons, but they literally used them as bombs. But you know, ironically enough, if Marley is Germany, I don't. I feel like um, that Aaron is actually. He's kind of a Hitler-like character. I mean, he has, he has, the, he's doing, he did, he's kind of has his own Nazis. He has the Igorists. Yeah, that is true. I mean, he also very clearly means to eliminate. So Marley wants to eliminate most of the Eldians. Well, they don't, they're not going to kill him, though. They just kind of leave him in a place, which is one messed up, but also. They are killing them. I mean, they're killing them, but through war. They're using them as tools. Uh. Yeah, but, well, but, but those Aaron are the Eldians that they've captured. Right, but Aaron has decided he's just going to kill, like, actually all of the Eldians. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, well, he's killing it, yeah. But Aaron's kind of, like, his... He's decided that, like, he doesn't care about anybody else besides people of El Like, he doesn't even care about Eldians. He cares... He just cares about the people of Paradise and, like, eliminating the threat to their freedom. But he doesn't really care about the people themselves. Right. He gave up, I think, long ago on the people of Eldia themselves. Because oh. he did slaughter, like, children and such, even. Yeah. And he has, he has like, a righteous um, righteous justification. And he's not wrong. But he's not right. He's wrong right. But that's right where, wrong. like, he's not really similar to Hitler. He's just, like... But he does some he does some bad stuff. But, yeah, no, no, you can't really get as bad. He's kind of cultish. He, he is a cult leader uh, of his own way, and he's very good at killing people kind of without remorse at this point, and that's kind of an issue. He has no remorse. He's not, a, he's no, yeah, he has a righteous justification, but his, and his cause is righteous, but he's doing horrible things to achieve his end, his goal, and that's what makes him a bad person. 
And I think it's kind of crazy because if you analyze it, I think it's still his same ideals from the first season. Yeah, it is. His his ideas haven't changed. And you, other, other, others adapt and change, I think, at least their ideas, but they're still following Aaron. I think their ideas at least somewhat adapt and change to the situation that's happening. But his just kind of stays the same, which is kill Titans, get out of wall. Yeah, so freedom and freedom by um, the elimination of the enemy. And then when the enemy changes, then his target changes. And he means necessary. Yeah. Too. Yeah, and he has the same, what, like what you said, freedom by elimination of enemy. And I think that's, that's it's kind of, it's messed yeah, it's, up. Well, it's supposed to be messed up. It's not okay. It's like, basically, he's just, so genocide, like Marley's committing genocide by eliminating the Eldians the way that they are. Um, and Aaron's doing exactly the same thing in retaliation. So essentially, they're both doing the same thing. So neither of them are right. One thinks they're more just than and the it, other. Like, that plays into the idea of, like, how Attack on Titan deals with perspective. It definitely talks about it a lot. And it uses it in a lot of different ways, like, through characters, like, um, juxtapose, um, Aaron versus the Marley Warriors. Um, and also, like, Paradis and Marley as a whole. The idea that nobody's inherently right. Having another perspective doesn't inherently make you wrong. But neither... I don't think either of them are right. Yeah, neither of them are right. They're, I mean, they're not, like, in the sense of, like, yes, Mar what Marley's doing is horrible, and they have no right to do that, but Eldians don't have the right to retaliate and to kill them in return, because that's not okay. They're doing the same thing. Right, and I, I think also, uh, just touching on another point here, how crazy it is the shift of just what they think is right because before they were just killing titans which they thought were titans like i think they could figure out that they're humans pretty easily but you know they thought they were they're, they're these monsters and they're killing them but as even if they learn they're humans they're still willing to kill them pretty easily and then very soon after that they make the switch to just actually killing other humans it their their morals changed very quickly on what they're willing to kill yeah it's, it's pretty it's awful so that, yeah, that kind of um, concludes what we have to say about Attack on Titan and the ethics. Um, uh, any final thoughts you want to um, share with the, <laughs> the class? With the class, yeah. Well, uh, generally, I think Attack on Titan does a very good job at discussing ethics and thinking about them. I think it touches on a lot of issues, which is very uh, neat of it, but it's... It, I think it's one of the more realistic animes, and that's what's mm -hmm. pretty cool about it. One of the reasons it's pretty cool is it's very it's very realistic. It's very dark, but in that sense, it is realistic. Humanity's very dark, and it's cool to see a show that's not trying to, I don't think, lighten or make or make anything or see anything through like rose-colored glasses. Not trying to sugarcoat anything. Right. It's saying it's set, like even even in the U.S. Uh, in over like World War Two like uh, a lot of what we talked about on Attack on Titan, they even say, oh, yeah, the, the U.S. people were, like, heroes for it and whatnot, but it's still yeah. people killing people. It's still military might uh, killing other military oh. might. But At Attack on Titan does a very good job at showing the darkness on, I on either side. It introduces us to the characters, and it shows them both fighting to kill each other, which is very interesting very unique it has the same like it has a bleak a cert, like a sort of bleakness about it that's really realistic and it's like yeah the world's bleak things are 
bad, and Attack on Titan does never attempts to cover that up. It does have a very satisfying ending, but we're not going to spoil that because you haven't seen it or read it, so I'm not going to spoil it. I have. I haven't seen it, and that's the one thing we won't spoil. This gives you listeners an opportunity because we spoiled most of the show, but it gives you the opportunity and the incentive to watch the very end of the show because we're not going to spoil that for you. I, I'm. Well, you don't know, so you can't spoil it. I'm not going to spoil it. Well, also, yes, I literally cannot spoil it because I don't know what it so, is. That wraps up our episode. Yeah, that wraps it up. That wraps, that wraps up Attack on Titan. So, yeah, you should, you should watch it. Tune in next time so we can talk about the ethics in Princess Mononoke, the Studio Ghibli film. Or Mononoke Hime, if you're Japanese, which we are not. Check out Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Fanic Grey Anime. Go do Go it. Go do it. Do it now. Do it now. Or actually after this podcast ends. Just do it. It doesn't It doesn't count if you already are following us, but, you know, just do it. But we'll keep pestering you to do it every episode anyway, so you should just, you should just do it. Thank you for listening to Painted Gray Anime. Have a good day. Today was Attack on Titan. Next week is Princess Mononoke. Next episode. So, thank you for listening. Go check that out. And we will see you later.